Chesamud Beis, about two-thirds of the way down at the new Mishnah. This Mishnah is going to bring out a concept which is central to Jewish philosophy and basically everything we uh, are living through. Hashem deals with the world, uh, the Jewish people, our city, our community, us as families individually, as a mida connected mida, which is so sensible that the things that we do, the thing, the way we act, uh, in a similar way does Hashem uh, deal with us back. So, Bamida Shada Maidid says the mission in a way, literally in a measure that a person measures out, Ba in Lai. In that same measure, do they measure for him, which basically is what we call Mida Kenegad Mida. Here's uh, a uh, very clear example of it when it comes to the Sota woman. He she gussied herself all up when it, to uh, be prepared for uh, doing something that was a uh, Avera. Excuse me, Hamakim Nivla. The, uh, literally, Hashem is called the place. Uh, he m- makes her uh, really physically uh, disgusting, which is what she has to go through to drink the Sota water. He Avera. She exposed herself uh, for the purpose of Avera. Hamakim uh, Gila Lehan Hashem is going to cause her to have to be exposed. She began uh, during the act, if there was an act of immorality, to uh, get uh, forbidden pleasures, uh, first on her thigh and then on her uh, lower stomach area, Lefikach Tilaka. That's why, at least as far as the curse, the um, speaking out that the Kohen. Uh, has of course tilaka yerech tchila. First, the yerech is mentioned as uh, that it's going to get punished, and then the beten kamu shar kol The truth is, the whole rest of the body loy palat will not escape. Am Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef points out the following. He says afal gav de mida betel. I double underline the dalit in de mida be mida loy batel, and I double underline the base. Rav Yosef says even though. Demida, the mida itself is nullified. It, where he's referring specifically to the four uh, types of based in uh, punishments for the death penalty, the four types of death penalty in a Jewish court. Be mida loy batel, the concept of mida connected mida was not nullified. And what we're going to see now is that uh, various averas that people would have done. In previous times, it would have gotten them if there was Adim and Hasra, would have gotten the death penalty. Well, they don't get it now, but they'll end up dying a, a very similar type of death than they would have that they would have gotten. Damar of Yosef, similarly, Tani Rabbi Chia, Miyoyim Shechar Beis Hamigdash from the time the Beis Hamigdash was destroyed, Afa Pishabatla Sanhedri, even though the great Sanhedrin that used to judge uh, capital cases is no longer there, Arba Mises Leibatlu, the four. Uh, different types of uh, death penalties were not nullified. Really, asked the Gemara of Ahabatlu. They were nullified. Ella, rather, what we mean to say is din arbamisis. I double underline the word din. The din, the concept of arbamisis like Butlu. And now we're going to go over colon each one of them and see what could possibly happen to a person. Mishin is chayiv skila. I underlined the word skila. Let's say a person who was mechalal Shabbos uh, purposely after warning. So uh, now there's no more skila, but oh no, min The way that the court used to administer a death penalty of stoning is that they would first throw somebody off a very tall structure and then throw rocks at him. So that person would either um, 
uh, fall off a, uh, a height or uh, like from a roof or maybe a wild animal would uh, tear them to shreds. Kama, Mishin Ischayev, Sreifa, underline Sreifa. For example, a person who has uh, uh, relations with their mother. Oh, um, he'll either uh, die in a fire, or a snake could bite him. But the venom of the snake would, so to speak, burn him from the inside. Kama, Mishin Ischayev, Hariga, underline Hariga, person who was Chayev, Herig, which is a sword. Oh, Nimsa the Malchus, either he gets given over uh, to the. Uh, the, the royal authorities, and they used to uh, be very fond of cutting people's heads off under certain circumstances. Oi, list him by love, or some gangsters will come, and uh, they also are, uh, are quite uh, adept at uh, using the sword to cut people's heads off. Mishnah is chayv chanika, chanika, and a person would have done something uh, nowadays that would be chayv uh, strangulation, oi toivea benahar, that, that type of person would either um, die, uh, drown to death in the river or um, possibly die for srunchi, which is a type of um, breathing difficulty where the uh, throat contracts to the point that the person uh, suffocates to death. Period. Tanya. We have a brisa. Uh, it goes till about the 15, 16th line down on Tessamad Aleph. It's uh, quite, a, uh, quite an extensive brisa. Here we go. Haya Rebbe, Oimeh Rebbe used to say. Now, it says the word Minayin here. I put a triangle on this Minayin. One line later, under the word Rebbe, is another Minayin. I put a triangle on that. And one line later, sort of underneath the first Minayin, is a U Minayin. I put a triangle on that. So we're going to have three Minayins, three questions. Uh, here we go. Minayin, Shebemida Sha'adam Maideid, Ba Loi. Where do we know that from, that a person... Uh, the measure that he measures out for other people, that's how they measure for him. In other words, what we call Mita Kneged Mita. Well, Shnemar, it's a Pasuk that says, Besasa, Beshalcha, Terivena. Besasa, in like the same measure, Beshalcha, in that you uh, send her away, Terivena, do you get argued with back by her? Okay. Ainli Saa. So I only know a Saw, saw, saw is like Lashon Saw, which is a large measure, like a big sin, like maybe a death penalty type of sin. Minayin continues the Brisa, triangle on this Minayin. Minayin, how do we know to include in this concept a Tirkav, a Chatsi Tirkav, a Kav, Chatsi Kav, Reiva, Chatsi Reiva, Taiman, Ve'uchal? These are all um, progressively smaller measures. Tarkav is two Kav, Tre plus a Kav, that's three Kav. Or half of a three kav, meaning one and a half kav, or maybe a kav, or half a kav, or a fourth of a kav, or um, a ro- or half of a rova, or a toman or In other words, even the tiniest measure. How do you know? Tamalaymar, the pasuk says, "Ki kol sa'in sa'in berash," and we see the sa'on sa'on. Uh, the one son gets paid back with a son. Uminayin. And how do we know? Shekol pruta pruta misrefes acheshpoin gadol. How do you know that each and every little thing joins together to make a, a potentially very significant um, uh, total? Tamalaymar. The uh, pasuk says, Achas la achas limsay acheshpoin. One by one, even tiny little thing plus a tiny little thing, and you get a final accounting. Okay, so that concept of Mida Kneged Mida definitely is mentioned uh, numerous times in the Pesukim. The reason we're bringing this in is because we have 
now uh, approximately a dozen midah neged midahs uh, when it comes to the Soto woman. Shuba midah ba the same way that she acted, that's how she has um, it acted out to her. And what I did here is I vectored each one of the times it says he, which is she. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's about a dozen of them. You can vector each one as it comes up. He on Del Pesach Besa, she stood by the entranceway of her home, uh, to appear before the man that she wanted to, uh, the, the man, not her husband, the man that she wanted to uh, be with. Uh, that's why the Kohen has to stand her up by the Nikonor Gate, Umara Kaloina Lakol, and show her her terrible situation to everyone. Kama, he parcelai sudarin and al Raisha, she spread out all sorts of beautiful sort of silks and and material on her head to beautify herself for the paramour, Lafika Khain Naitel Kipa Mel Raisha. That's why the Kohen removes her hair covering Umenicha Tachasraglen and and places it by her feet. Here's another similarity. He she specially made herself beautiful with uh, makeup uh, for this uh, paramour lefikach. That's why um, the Sota woman panea mayrikais her her face, her countenance, uh, basically um, her veins explode. She turns green. Uh, not a pretty sight. Kama he she put the uh, the eye shadow on her eyes lefikach boltais. That's why her eyes uh, burst out. He she braided her hair for him specifically for the the fellow that she was having an adulterous affair with. That's why the Kohen will undo her hair. He hair she gestured to him using her finger. That's why her fingernails will all fall out. He she uh, girded herself with some sort of uh, band or uh, attractive thing. The fika kain may be chevel mitzri. That's why the kohen, as part of the procedure, brings a uh, mitzri type of rope. The kosher loy and ties it um, above her chest, her bre- her, uh, her her breasts. He pashtaloyesirecha. She extended out her thigh to this. Paramor lefikach yerecha noifelis. That's why her thigh will be noifelis fall off or, or fall lower. He kiblasa al kresa, she received him on her belly, lefikach bit natsava, that's why her belly will explode. He hechilaso madana she fed him delights of this world, physical delights, lefikach. Karbana machal behema, that's why the karban that she has to bring in the base of Middash, part of the process is uh, animal food. He heshkasu yayin meshubach, bekaisis meshubachim, she gave him to drink uh, fine wine, in uh, fine cups, fine uh, china, maybe lefikach. That's why kain mashkem mayim The Kohen administers the special water that she has to drink b'mekeda shalcheres in a very lowly earthenware type of vessel. He also b'seiser. She did the deed in um, private, thinking huh, nobody can see. Ha ha. Well, the yoshev b'seiser elyon, the one who sits. Sort of hiding if you're not looking for him, way up high, meaning Hashem, Sam him. He will focus his attention on her and her Kashan. Emar, like the Pasuk indicates when it says, uh, Shamra Neshef, the eye of the adulterer. It uh, waits for Neshef, is when it starts to get dark at night. The sun sets, starts to get night, maybe twilight. Lamor saying, No eye will see me. And the Hemshech of the Pasuk, which is brought in the Bach, 
which maybe here is the Iker, the Seser Ponim Yosim, but the one who's hidden his face, meaning Hashem will place his attention on her. Davar alternatively, he asa b'seser, she did what she did in private, hamaka in pirsama begolui, but the, the place, the omnipresent Hashem, um, um, announces to all publicly, shenemar, like the Pasuk indicates, when it says, tikase uh, sina b'masha'oin tigalera soi b'kahal, the one who covers up or uh, attempts to cover up. A sinna is like something despicable or despised or hated with mashain using deceit. Tigaleras, I revealed, will be the evil uh, for the whole congregation. That is the end of a uh, rather long brysa. Okay, in the first part of the brysa, we had three triangles, because each one apparently was bringing a uh, pasuk to uh, support the concept of midah, connected midah. Why do we need all three? Why not just the third one? Ask the Gemara, Me'achar de once we've learned already the concept of Mida Keneged Mida from the Pasuk of Achas, the Achas Cheshbain, then the one before that, the second one, as we heard the third one, why do we even need the second one? The Kikol Sa'in, Sa'in Birash Lamali? Well, because if we only had the third Pasuk, you would see that uh, little things add up. But how do you know that what a person gets paid back from, from Shamayim, is Mida Keneged Mida? Well, Leke Mida. Basically, the concept of likeness or similarity in Hashem paying back a person for what he himself has chosen. Okay. Kamu meyachar denafkale. Well, once we've learned that from Kikol Sa'in Sa'in Birash, then the original Pasuk, the first uh, Pasuk of Bisasa Bishalchatrivan Alamali, what do we need that for? Well, answers the Gemara, look at Rev Chan Papa. To Amar, I underline his name here, Rev Chinanabar Papa. It's going to. Uh, Basically, be a uh, rest of the daf, a number of different members of Rukhinabar Papa that will bring, have to clarify. And I actually put a number one in the margin here. This is going to be the Gemara's first attempt. And then about 10 lines later, first word in line is Itmar. I put a number two in the margin there. And then about four lines below that, the first word on the line is Amemar. I put a number three in the margin over there. So let's see the first lashon. We uh, said, what do we use the Sasa Bishalcha Terivena Pasuk for? Well, look at Rav Chanina Bar Papa. I'm Rav Chanina Bar Papa. Eina Kadosh Baruch Hu Nifra Min HaUma. I squiggle underline the word Uma. Ad Shashilucha. Hashem does not exact punishment from a nation until the time that they are to be sent forth, meaning the time that they're basically going to be destroyed forever. Shenemar, and we know that from Besasa Bishalcha from our pasuk. So you want to know what we need? Our Besasa Bishalcha that a, a nation. When it's, about, when it's uh, time for it to be destroyed, gets its uh, punishment exacted at that time. Ask the Gemara, really? Is that true? Amy? Question mark, Amarava. We have the um, Yosef HaTzadik is in prison. He interprets a couple of dreams of the, uh, one was of the, uh, the wine uh, server of Paro. This is at the beginning. And uh, three times it says in that dream, Kos. Shloisha Kaisais in uh, Bracious, uh, it's Perik Mem around Pasuk Yud Aleph. Ha'amuros be Mitzrayim Lama. Why were they said? Why three times the term Kos, uh, specifically in regards to Mitzrayim? Well, um, apparently there were three times that Egypt, as a uh, nation, had to, so to speak, drink the cup of. Uh, of retribution, Acha that they drank in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe certainly uh, 
uh, gave Mitzrayim a uh, run for their money. Uh, another that happened, Jeremiah chapter 46 deals with another um, time, much later in history, that Paro uh, Necho also had, uh, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar who came and uh, gave him some major hassle. And Ba'achas, and a third one, Shasid Alishtais, that they will have to drink in the future, Im, along with the, uh, the colleagues, which essentially seems to indicate, um, at this point at least, that punishment is not exacted from a nation only at the time of their destruction, but rather at different times. And if you want to say, well, no, you can't say anything about this pasuk, because even though it's talking about Mitzrayim three times, maybe the Mitzrayim that was the first pasuk, the first mucker is not the same Mitzrayim as the second mucker. These earlier ones, well, they're gone now. The and they simply other people, but are living in the same area, so they're also called a Mitzrayim. Well, that's just not the case, because we know that from the following Brisa, Vatanya. The price goes for about four and a half lines, and it indicates that there is a special um, isser about uh, Egyptian convert. Only after three generations can they come into the Jewish people, and this Tanaic source obviously it's uh, at, at the time of the Tanoim, which is a good oh I don't know fourteen fifteen hundred years after the Torah was given, and we still see that that prohibition dealing with a mitzri that the Torah spoke about is, is still to the mitzri. Uh, same place, Mitzri, uh, 1,500 years later. So here's the Tanaic source, Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Minyamin Gerha Mitzri. Rabbi Yehuda says um, that there's a, a famous Egyptian convert by the name of Minyamin. Hayali Chavimi Tamir Rabbi Akiva is one of my colleagues among the students of Rabbi Akiva. Amar Minyamin Gerha Mitzri. And Rabbi Yehuda reports, or Minyamin himself says, Ani Mitzri Rishain. I'm a first generation Egyptian convert. And I married another woman who was a first-generation Egyptian convert, which means that their child, since both parents are first-generation Egyptian converts, is going to be a second-generation Egyptian convert. Well, when I'm looking for a shidduch for my son, Asi Libani, another Mitzvah Shnia, second-generation Egyptian convert, which means that both of that uh, girl's parents are first-generation Egyptian converts, and then when the two Second generation Egyptian converts get together, Kadeshe Ben Bini, and Minyamin concludes so that my grandson will be Mutulava Bekal, will be then a full third generation Egyptian convert and be permissible to marry into the uh, regular Jewish people. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, when the Torah talks about the issues with a Mitzri marrying into the Jewish people, this is 1,500 years later, and we still see that it's being held. Must be that whoever is in Mitzrayim now is considered to be the same people as before. In which case, we have to come onto a new approach. It can't be that Hashem only exacts punishment from a nation at the time of their total destruction, because we see there were numerous times he exacted significant punishment from the Egyptians. Ella! So we squiggle on the Ella, Ella Yitmar, We had our number two in the margin, this would be the second Lushan. Amar, we underline the name again, Rebchidin Abar Papa, Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu Nifra Min HaMelech. I squiggle underline Melech. Hashem doesn't exact punishment or retribution from a king, not the whole nation, but the king, uh, until the time that he is basically being uh, sent off for good. Um, like the Pasuk says, period. Now we did have a number three in the margin by the next line, because and I underline his name again, he actually has Rav Chenabar Papa's um, statement coming off of a different um, issue, uh, from this Pasuk. 
So there's a Pasuk in Malachi, Perikimel, Pasuk Vav. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Keni Hashem loy shanisi, I am uh, God, I do not uh, change, I haven't changed, Atem b'nei yankiv loy kilisem, and you, sons of Jacob, I have not uh, destroyed you all, wiped you out. Okay. Kama. Ani Hashem loy shanisi, that indicates lehikisi leuma vishanisi. The the lashon of leishanisi is is uh, Hashem, so to speak, saying that I never had to smite a nation and then had to come back for them again. In other words, once I says the Lord, take out a nation. That's it. And then continues the pasuk about ten benayankiv like kilisim, you sons of Jacob, I haven't uh, wiped out. Hanu dirsiv. Uh, similar to the concept, uh, the pasuk, the end of Sefer Devarim, when it says, uh, My arrows I will spend or use up in them, which we darshan to mean, even when we ain't doing what we should be doing, and Hashem has to uh, uh, punish us a little bit, My arrows, my punishments will be finished, but they, the Jewish people, will not. Period. Hashem doesn't um, exact retribution uh, from a person. Maybe we'll also uh, squiggle on line Adam. We had an attempt before from a nation, and we had before from a king, and here it's just from any person. Until his measure, basically a uh, certain number of Averis, is filled. Where do we see that concept from? Shinemar, a Pasuk in Eoiv. Pasuk says, Bimlois Sipkoi Yetzer Loi. When there is filled, the sipkai, like the things that he desires, he's done them all. Yetzer loy, yetzer some, I guess the term tsar, like very narrow or uh, dire straits will be to him. Um, I think the pasuk continues, kol yad amel uh, tevayena, all the, uh, the, uh, the issues of misery will be coming his way, period. Darshrab. Chinanabar Papa, I know in his name. Here he is again. He darshaned. And I'm assuming similar names, so here's another drush of his. Maitiksiv. How do we understand the Pasuk when it says, Rananu Sadikim Bashem Laisharim Nava Sehila? Rejoice, O uh, righteous ones in uh, Hashem, to the uh, straight ones is fitting praise. Altikri Nava Sehila, which is the way the Pasuk's written. Ella, pronounce it Neve Sehila. Neve is like a place uh, where you live. A uh, home, abode, a crib, a habitation. That should be a praise. Uh, what are we referring to uh, over there? Zemoisha David, two of our greatest heroes, Moshe Rabbeinu, David Amelech, Shalai Shaltu and that their enemies were not able to get the better of uh, the things that they had done. And here we see examples uh, David and Moshe, colon. David, who I underline, Dirsiv, Tavu Ba'aretz Sha'areha, sunk into the ground are the gates, the gateways. Um, apparently, there were special gates at David Melachad, maybe they were made of silver or gold, and when the enemy came to Eretz Yisrael, they, they, didn't, they weren't able to take it, they, they actually sunk into the ground to be protected. Moshe, underline Moshe, Damar Mar, Misha Nivna Miknash Rishain, once the base of Mikdash, the first base of Mikdash was uh, built, there were uh, enormous amounts of, uh, of work done underground, uh, various tunnels, various hidden uh, passages. Nignas oil Moshe, so that original oil um, Moshe that Moshe had made uh, in the Midbar, the Mishkan, uh, and it had been used in the Midbar, and then for 
close to a total of about 400 years, because about another 360, 70 years, um, once the Jewish people went into the land of Israel, but once the base mikdash was built, all the material of that mishkan was hidden away, um, along with the crush of the beams, the cross of the hooks, the berich of its uh, bars, amud of its pillars, vadanov, and its bases. Heicha! What a great question. The Gemara asks, well, where are they? Well, Amrav Chista, Amrav Imi. They are tachas mechilois shalheichal. They're not in the mechilois, in the tunnels, but they're somewhere hidden underneath the tunnels of the heichal, the uh, Beis HaMikdash uh, sanctuary. Period. Tanu Rabbanan. We have a brisa that starts here and goes well onto the next Amud. Goes about, let's see, two, four, six, seven, maybe eight lines onto the next Amud till the two dots there. Says the Brisa, Saita Nasna a Sota woman places her eyes, her gaze, her desires uh, regarding somebody that she's really not fitting for. In other words, she's married to one guy, she's not supposed to have relations with another guy. Says the Brisa, Mashabiksha Loinitanla, that which she requested it wasn't given to her, Masha Biyada, and what she did have, which is her husband, Natlu, uh, Mimena is uh, taken from her. Therefore, we learn, and I double underline the whole rest of the Amud. Any person who places their eyes, their desires upon something that's really not theirs, shouldn't be theirs, that which they want, they don't get. That which they already have, they lose. Bottom line, appreciates what you have, especially knowing that it comes from the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good, master of all, who's given each and every one of us exactly what we need. Not that we can't aspire for more, but certainly not somebody else's more, but rather our more. B'chein Matsinu continue on Amud Beis, and also we find by the Nachash HaKadmoini, the original Nachash. He's called a snake or a serpent. We understand it to be the Yetzir Hara, which is now internalized in us, which used to be external. But the Nachash HaKadmoini, on a simple level, he placed his eyes upon something that was not fitting for him. In other words, uh, Chava, that uh, creation that Hashem had made, that, that woman, uh, he wanted her, that which he wanted, he wanted her to be his. Well, that wasn't given to him. And not only that, that which he did have, was taken from him. He originally stood up straight. As you know, snakes do not stand up straight anymore. Amar Kodesh Baruch and here's a, a few Midas by the snake, uh, four to be precise. Um, here's the first. Ani Amarti, Hashem says, I figured, I underline the word Ani, Yehei Melech al kol that the Nacha should be the king of all uh, wild animals, domesticated animals, and now, we see basically from the klala that the Nachash got what would have been pre-klala. So the klala says, which kind of we can work backwards and say it must have been that he once was the king over all of them. Hashem said, I had figured that I wanted the snake to be the only one of the animal kingdom to walk uh, upright. Achshav, and now, the Pasuk uh, continues there in the curse of the snake. Three words, al he will uh, crawl along on his belly. Kama aniya, and relate the word ani. Aniya martiya, hey machali machal adam. His um, food should be uh, things that people eat. Achshav, now, what's the snake eat? Afar uh, yoichal, the uh, dirt of the earth, uh, will he eat?
Uh, who, I underline the word who, who Amar, so he, the Nahash, had figured, uh, I'll just kill this Adam character and, and marry his Chava wife. Uh, well, that didn't happen, now, what happened uh, because of that? Eva Ashis Ben Aisha, like a, an, an intense hate have I placed between you and the woman who Ben Zarecho, Ben Zaran, between your offspring and her offspring. And so too do we find, and now we have a list of 10 uh, Bible characters, all who uh, got paid back, Mida, connected Mida. We'll list them all off and then uh, give a quick overview of what each one was. Uh, number one, Kayan. Number two, Kairach, uh, Bilam, Doeg, Achitaifel, Geichazi, Avshalom, Adoniyah, Uziah, Hu, and Haman. Kayan, we know that um, each one, Kayan and Hevel, were each born with uh, a twin, a girl, and uh, that they were able to marry, and that's where the uh, future generations came from. However, uh, Kayan saw that Hevel was born with two twin girls, and he wanted uh, the, that second twin girl for himself, and uh, he didn't get that, and not only did he not get that, um, he uh, had to wander around with uh, the uh, the sign of uh, Cain uh, forever. Um, Kairach. Uh, Karach wanted the leadership, the kahuna, and he got swallowed up in the earth. Bilam, we know he very much uh, wanted Balak's money to uh, curse the Jewish people. In the end, he got killed in that war. Um, Doeg is in the time of um, David Melech. He was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. Um, and uh, he, he basically uh, spoke Lashon Hara and got punished for that. Achitoifel, another uh, character at the time of the beginning of the uh, kingship of the Jewish people by David HaMelech. Um, he saw some certain things that made him feel that he was intended to be the uh, the king, and uh, he he basically didn't even live out half of his life. Gay Chazi at the time of uh, Elisha, um, he had wanted the wealth or part of the wealth of Naaman, <coughs> and in the end became a Mitzayra. Uh, Avshalom, who certainly rebelled against uh, his father, King David. Adoniyahu, who uh, uh, had wanted um, Avishag, uh, the Shunamis, and uh, instead um, he was uh, killed by uh, King Solomon, uh, David's son. Uh, Ve'uziyahu, who was uh, wanted the uh, Kuna Gedolan. In the end, he got uh, Tsaras. And finally, Haman, we certainly know the Midah, he uh, really wanted the Jewish people killed. Instead, he ended up being killed because of his plot to kill the Jewish people. In all of them, they focused on trying to get something which really wasn't fitting for them. That which they wanted, they didn't get. And that which they had, well, they lost that as well. Where do we know this from? That... Uh, just like the uh, the act, the sinful act. First, uh, there was um, a, a physical sensation of pleasure in the thigh, and then in the uh, more lower stomach area. Uh, that so too does it get paid back that way. So where do we know that from? It's from the pasuk which says, "This is when the kohen is speaking to the uh, woman that he's administering the." Um, Soto water too. He says, "Beseis Hashem es yereichech." I underline the word yereichech. No, he fell as fast. Bitneich tzavan. Underline the word bitneich. Hashem will make your uh, thigh uh, fall lower and your stomach explode. So that's the same order. 
Well, Vaxi, but we have another Pasuk there a little bit later that says, bitna, her stomach exploded, yarecha, and then her thigh uh, fell to pieces. So uh, Amar Abaye, Abaye explains, Ki layit, layit betin light. When it came to the curse that the Kohen um, administers, the first thing mentioned in the curse is uh, the Yerech and then the Betin. However, when she drinks the water, if she indeed is guilty, Maya Kibadki, when the water goes through and uh, investigates her, and if it finds that she's guilty, it sort of like explodes, Ki or Chayu Badki, it, it, um, on the pathway that would go through the digestive system is how it is affected. So it would be first the stomach, Betin, Beresha, Vahadar, Yerech, and then the thigh. The Gemara has a question. Well, Beklala Nami Ksiv, uh, doesn't it say in the Klala that the uh, Kohen gives her, it also uh, says, first Litzvah Betten, I handle the word Betten, and then Lanpil Yarech. So even in the Klala it says it like that. Well, here's why. Hahu demoida la Kohen de Betten Beresha. The reason why that's there is because the Kohen has to let her know that if she's going to blow up, if she's really guilty, that when she does blow up, it's going to be first the stomach and then the yerech. Why? So the typical onlookers, who there were a lot of in the case of a Sota scenario, we wouldn't want the uh, scoffers and the uh, the backbenchers to say, oh, look at this, uh, it happened the other way. Like, all right, she did blow up, but it, not in the order the Cohen said. So the Cohen mentions also the order that she will blow up if she blows up, even though she first, uh, the thing that's mentioned is the Yerach. The Cohen does mention that if she does blow up, it'll be the Betin first. Says the Mishnah. Here's more examples of Midah, Kinech, and Midah. We have Shimshon. I put a diamond around Shimshon. Uh, two lines later, first word of line is Avshalom. I put a diamond around his name, four lines later, last word on the line is Lemosha. Three words earlier is Miriam. I put a diamond around Miriam. Two lines later, almost directly below Miriam, is Yosef. He's got a diamond. Two lines below that, not the fourth to the last word on the line, but the third to the last word on the line is Moshe. He also gets a diamond. So in this Mishnah, we're going to have um, five biblical characters. So we see that Mida connected Mida certainly uh, works uh, for them. First one is Shimshain. The story of Shimshain. He enough. He followed his eyes. What was correct in his eyes? And he had the uh, Palestinians gouged out his eyes. Like the Pasuk says in Sefer Shaftim, uh, they grabbed a hold of him, they gouged out his eyes. Avshaloim, it's the next uh, diamond. Nisga uh, Besaroi, he uh, got very haughty because uh, of his uh, long, beautiful hair. nitla Besaroi, that actually was, uh, he got hung up, uh, literally like hung up by his hair. Part of the story there is uh, his father David, Avshalom, thought that he should be the king. He had relations with uh, 10 of the uh, Pilagshim, the concubines of his father. That's why he got 10 spears uh, basically through his body. Shnemar, like the uh, Pasuk indicates in uh, the story of Avshalom, Va'yasobu Asara, um, 10 uh, people, uh, literally the Pasuk says, Ne'arim, uh, young ones, Noise Klei Yoyav, uh, the ones who carried the weapons of Yoyav, Va'yaku Es Avshalom, and they smote um, Avshalom. Ulafisha uh, Ganav Gimel Levavais, since Avshalom stole away three hearts 
Lev Aviv, the heart of his father, Lev Bastin, the heart of the uh, court system, and Lev Yisrael, in the heart of the Jewish people. Lefikach, Nistke'u Boy Gimel Shvatim, there were three, um, I guess, stabbings that he got stabbed in the heart. Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, Vayikach Yoyav Shlesha Shvatim, and Yoav took uh, three spears, Bekapoy in his hand, Vayitzka'im, Belev of Shalom, and jabbed them into the heart of Absalom. Kama. Just like Midah Kenegamida works for things that a person does wrong, so too Midah Kenegamida works for things that a person does correctly. Uh, and here's three examples. Miriam. Hemtina Lamaisha Sha'achas. When baby Moses was put into the water, she waited to see what would happen. Shneamar, like the Pasuk says, his sister uh, hung out there uh, from a distance to see. Lafikach, therefore, when much later, in history, when the Jewish people were in the desert and Miriam had the Tsara'as uh, incident, the entire Jewish people waited seven days for her so that they didn't continue traveling and she would have to travel outside the camp. The whole Jewish people waited seven days in Midbar. Uh, the Pasuk says, The people did not, the nation did not continue on its journey until Miriam had been gathered back into the camp. Yosef, uh, for Esaviv, Yosef uh, put great effort into burying his father Yaakov, and there basically was no one of the brothers at the time uh, who was more Choshev than Yosef. Yosef was the second in command in Egypt. Shanemar, and here's what the Pasuk says, for Esaviv, <coughs> Joseph went up from uh, Egypt to bury his father. All sorts of chariots and, 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 and royal airplanes and helicopters and tanks. Uh, now, who would pay that back to Yosef? Who do we have greater than Yosef? None other than Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, Moshe, and this is our last time, he's the one who merited to take the bones of Joseph from Egypt when the Jewish people left. And basically, there was no greater person in the Jewish people than Moses himself. Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, took them with him. Now, who's greater than Moshe? Nobody. So who was going to take care of Moshe's burial? None other than the Lord himself, the omnipresent. Shanemar, like the Pasuk indicates, and he buried it like Hashem. Buried him uh, in the guy. Loy al Moshe bilvad amru. Not only when it comes to Moses, did they say this? El al kolat tzadikim, all the righteous ones. Shneimar, like the pasuk says, v'halach lefanach tzidkecha. They will, will go before you. Your righteousness. I was talking about people who did righteous deeds in this world. Kfoid Hashem yasvecha. The honor of Hashem will uh, gather you in. That's the end of the Mishnah. It says the Gemara. The Gemara now is going to be extensive Gemara for a number of days. I've got to tell us about a lot of these uh, things that we just mentioned in the Mishnah. First is Shimshin, uh, Tanra Banan. You have a Brisa, two lines starts here. Shimshin, like we had mentioned in the Mishnah, Be'enav Marad. He rebelled in an issue with, uh, with eyes, with seeing uh, things uh, that maybe uh, led him a little bit uh, in the improper way on a very subtle, slight level. Shneemar. Like the Pasuk indicates when it says, Shimshin uh, said to his father, Take her for me, for uh, she appears uh, good and straight in 
my eyes. And the Palestinians of Nach time gouged out his eyes, Shinemar. And they gouge out his eyes. That's the end of the Tanaic source. The Gemara asks, well, one second here. Aini, is this really so? But we have a Pasuk itself which uh, sort of testifies to the fact that uh, this that was happening was actually uh, the plan that Hashem had. They didn't know, but it was actually from Hashem that he should have, uh, you know, want to be with that woman. And uh, he probably converted to her. And I mean, the whole intention, the motivation of Shimshon was to be able to get back at the Plishtim. And that was his plan. Um, so that, if that was Hashem's plan and sort of what Hashem wanted, then uh, how could that be um, incorrect what Shimshon did? Well, because a certain, on a very subtle level or slight level it was, ki azal miha, Basar Yashrus Einav Azal. When he went to uh, do all these things that he did, he followed the, what what he, what was straight in his eyes. Maybe not in Hashem's eyes, but in his eyes, and that's a problem. But there's no problem doing things, at least if you're a shofet or a navi, that are slightly unconventional. Uh, but it has to be totally 100% aligned with the uh, Ratzon Hashem. Not even the slightest uh, personal. Uh, issues can be uh, mixed in with that. Tanya, we have another brisa that goes for just over two lines. Rabbi Oimer, the beginning of uh, Shimshon's downfall was in Aza. That's why he uh, got his retribution in Aza first. Well, what are each one of these things referring to? Like the went Aza. He saw a Zaino is translated sometimes as a, uh, a harlot. It could also be from the term mizonos, uh, which could be like a, a person who you would go to for food. They had a restaurant or maybe like an inn, like a bed and breakfast, which the truth is it can also be the same. You could have the lady who is uh, running her bed and breakfast and also offering other services at the same time. In any event, that's why he was uh, smitten, a shimshon that was in Aza so they brought him down to Aza. That's the end of the Brisa. The Gemara asks, um, well, one second here, Vahaksiv, um, the Pasuk seems to indicate a little bit differently. It says, Vayered Shimshin Timnasa. He went down to uh, Timna and he saw a, a, a woman there. She was a Plishti and she was good in his eyes. Um, and the whole Timna incident with the woman there happened before the incident in Aza. So how can we say that Tchila was in Aza? It sounds like Tchila was in Timna. The more answer is Tchilas Kilkuloi Mia Ba'aza Haya. Seems like the uh, woman in, in Timna uh, was not problematic. It's only the Kilkul of the uh, the other woman in Aza who was uh, problematic. Period. The Pasukin Shaftim will be quoted a lot in the Pasukin Shaftim by. Um, the Shimshon story, Perak Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, Tesvav, Tesayin, it says, And it was after that that he, uh, he, he loved a woman in Nachal Sayrek, and her name was Delilah. Tanya, we have a Brisa, goes for just over four lines. Rabbi Aymer, Il Male Nikrashma Delilah. If it wasn't for the fact that she's known as Delilah, Reuya, Haisa Shetikra Delilah, she was actually fitting that she should have been called Delilah. Sort of like, uh, 
uh, name indicates uh, basic nature of a person. Why? Dildala es kaychay, dildala es libay, dildala es masav. She kind of like removed or weakened his strength. She removed or weakened his heart, and she moved or weakened his deeds. Let's go over each one of these in the brisa colon. The first was dildala es kaychay. Underline kaychay. Where does see that she she removed or weakened his strength? Well, dixiv, like the pasuk says, pretty clear. Vayasar kaychamealav. She removed his strength from him. Secondly, uh, we said Dildalaz Libai, underline the word Libai, his heart. Where do we see that? Well, says the Pasuk, Vatera Delila Kihi Gidla Esko Libai. Delilah saw that he, uh, Samson, revealed the true intentions of his heart. And thirdly, she was Dildalaz Masav, she uh, removed or weakened his, his deeds. De Istalik Shrinamine, the divine presence which was with. Shimshon up until that point uh, kind of was removed, like the Pasuk says, uh, he didn't know, Shimshon didn't know, that the Lord had removed himself from him. That's the end of the Brisa. Uh, well, one of those Pesukim was, quote, Delila saw that Shimshon had really was telling the truth. Now, the story there, he had sort of made things up a bunch of times. How did she know this? How did she know that this time he was telling the truth? Well, Amr of Khan Amarebi, I circled his name, and I double underline these words, Nikarin Divre Emis. Discernible are words of truth. In other words, when somebody is really speaking the truth, if you have a person who's uh, half insightful, they'll be able to tell that that person really is telling the truth. That's one approach. Abai, who I circled, Amar, Yada Bai Bai Said Sadik, she knew. This guy that she was with, Shimshon, this righteous person, he would never let the name of the Lord come forth from his lips. For not, once he had said, when he was talking to her, and he said, Nazar Eloikim, I underline the word Eloikim, he didn't just say, I'm a Nazar, he said, I'm a Nazar Eloikim, and he probably said it the proper way, uh, the Eloikim word. Amra, she figured, ah, hashtai vadai kushtakamar. Now, for sure, this guy is telling the truth. Kama, Vaihi, and it was, there's another Pasuk, when she was like torturing him or pressing him uh, with her words all the days, and she really like uh, made it difficult for him. My what is that exactly referring to? Amrav Yitzchak, Debe Rav Yanai, I underlined Rav Yitzchak, Debe Rav Yanai, and I put a triangle on just Rav Yitzchak. The reason I did that is we're going to have a series of members of his. Uh, at least another three after this coming up. So, says Rabbi Yitzhak Ravami, Bishaz Kumar Bia, Nishmetamitachtav, when she was having, the two of them were having relationships in Dalila, she would pull herself away from him uh, right at the moment uh, when, uh, like the height of uh, the Bia, the Tashmish, and, and that is uh, immensely um, uncomfortable, to say the least, uh, for a man. Continues the Pasuk, actually back in the Pasuk, this is when, before Shemesh was even born, when the Malach is speaking to Shemesh's mother, and says, Va'ata hishamrina, listen, Mrs. Future uh, Mother of Shimshon, be very careful, don't drink wine, new wine, old wine, and don't eat anything tummy. He's basically, basically Shimshon's mother, before she gave birth to Shimshon, was told not to eat anything that would be forbidden for a Nazar to eat. But she's told not to eat anything tummy. So now the Gemara wants to know, my kol tummy, what's that referring to? Vesu and further, what, she was like going to McDonald's and Burger King and eating shrimp and crab before that? So what's the Davar Tameh? Well, Amr Rabbi Yitzhak, 
It's a bear of Yami. I underline the whole thing and put the triangle in Rabbi Yitzchak. Dvarim ha'asurim benazer. The tame is referring to things that would be forbidden for nazer besides new wine and old wine. Could be like even something that had grapes soaked in it, etc. The pasuk in Shaftim by Shimshon says, And Hashem sort of cracked open a little cavity in the jawbone. He was using the uh, jawbone to smite a bunch of uh, Palestinians. And uh, it, it says uh, from the Machtesh in the Lechi, um Amar Yitzchak Beirviana, underline his name with a triangle on just the Yitzchak, who Eva Ledavar Tame, he had uh, Shimshon was had uh, d- desires for something Tame, in other words, to improperly uh, live or marry that Isha Plishti, Lefikach Nitluchayev, therefore, in that story, Shimshon is like uh, so tired out and dehydrated that he's basically going to die if he doesn't drink. Therefore, his life had to be hanging, Shimshon's life had to be hanging, on something which itself is normally tummy, namely that uh, donkey jaw bone. Vatecha uh, Ruach Hashem, the Pasuk says, the Ruach of Hashem. Uh, started and the Hamshel of the Pasuk is to, to start ringing or moving in the, in the Dan area of Israel. Oh, an old Nevoah was coming true. Came to be the prophecy of Yaakov Avinu, when he gives the brach at the end of Sefer Bracious to shave it, Dan. Uh, it says, Yehidan Nachash Ale Derach. Uh, Don is a snake on the road. And uh, to uh, start, and I dot uh, online with a fa'amai, to, uh, to ring or to, uh, to move about the Don encampment. And uh, there's another Amr Rabbi Rabbi I underlined his name, put a triangle on the Rabbi The divine presence used to like go clanging and was, was clearly discernible uh, before Shimshon, just like somebody who would be ringing a Zoga bell. And where do you see the connection? Colon. It says over here, that's what it said by Shimshon. I school underline the word and it says elsewhere by the begadim uh, of the Kohen Gadol Pa'amayn Verimayn. And we know that was a uh, bell. Uh, ben Sara Uben Eshtal, that's uh, back in Perik Yud Gimel in Sefer Shoftim, um, Puzzle uh, it was describing the place that this was uh, happening uh, between an area called Sora and an area called Eshtaol, both currently and probably at that time also in the Beit Shemesh region. Amravasi, Sora ve Eshtaol, those two, Shnei Harim Gedolim Hayu, two significant mountains, ve Akron Shimshain, and Shimshain uprooted them, ve Tachnan and ground them one into the other. Uh, Adkan, Mir Tashem, next year we'll continue with the uh, drushes dealing with Shimshain.